Welcome to Wicked Wisdom, a podcast presented by Wicked Southern California, with your host Stephanie Cobian. Wicked Wisdom follows the same theme as Wicked, also known as Women in Cable Telecommunications, whose mission is to develop women leaders who transform our industry. Enjoy. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wicked Wisdom today, presented by Wicked Southern California. I'm so excited because not only of the person I have joining me today as the first guest, but this is the first podcast episode, and we have here with us the amazing, the wonderful, the beautiful, the brilliant, the smart Jennifer Miles, who currently is the president of WIC Southern California, of course, and is also um, executive director of marketing at Disney and ESPN Media Networks. She's amazing. I am so lucky I get to work with her at Wix. And hi, Jen. Hi. Welcome to uh, You Can Work Anywhere. So um, I'm actually talking to you from the middle of a national forest in Colorado. (laughs) I love that. And nobody else can see, but I can see that you are in a great place. And I hope you're getting some peace over there. (laughs) Yes. So, yes, it's been a a nice break from um, all the craziness in the world right now. So. Well, that, and that goes to show right now, you've already heard me kind of express my amazement at we're currently like halfway in 2020, and this has been a whirlwind of a year. What to me, like, how, have, how are you getting through all this? It's your first year as the president of Rick SoCal. Like, how are you? You've got multiple teams. You're doing your own work. Now you're working from home, running your family. How are you taking this all in? Um, you know, I think um, if I'm really good at compartmentalizing, and I think you kind of have to. And I think the good news um, for women um, is that women, I think, do it really well. Um, I think women. Um, multitask well and so I think that's I think most women that I know um, are are doing what I'm doing so I guess I can explain that a little bit better Um, so my daughter is homeschooling like a lot of people Um, and so I make sure that I have time with her to you know to go through her classes and make sure she's good I you know I would do that anyway but she definitely she's home and just making sure that I'm there and then you know you have to put on your I have to work hat and I think um I think at this point in the year where we've been home for a couple months and so I feel like we've all been working there is no off time I feel like all of us have been working so much more than normal and so what I have found is you have to make those limits so that you can compartmentalize, right? You, you have to put those limits on, um, I have to work. My team is working a ton. You just have to be able to shut it off um, and then be the mom and the, the school teacher. But also, you know, for WIT, um, you know, it's been, it's been definitely not the, the year that I thought it would be. Um, that's for everything. But um, I think what's great about this year and WICT um, is that we have canceled all of our in-person meetings, but that doesn't mean that um, we can't still continue to support each other. And what I've been really excited about, especially with your help stuff, is that we really have quickly transitioned to webinars. And I think that's actually, I'm very glass half full person. So I, what I really appreciated about, you know, doing web-based learnings is that the Southern California chapter is massive, 
right? It, and if you're not from California and you're, you're listening to this, you may not know how big it is, but we're also reliant on our cars and commuting. And our chapter is all the way from San Diego to Orange County to LA to Ventura. So it's a massive span of space. And we, it's been challenging in the past to serve everything, right? We have so many people in San Diego that, you know, we have to be able to get down there and that's a couple hour drive. Or if we're going up to Santa Barbara, that's a couple hour drive. The nice thing about this is that we can all come together and network with each other and learn from each other virtually and we don't have to get in our cars. And I think that makes it a little bit different from Southern California than any of the other chapters. So I'm very glass half full. I'm very happy that we've been able to do this and bring some value to the WICT members. So that's been exciting. I actually really agree with that. It's been, you know, one of the things I get from it is the technology change. I've done webinars, I've done Zooms, and we've really had to adapt. And I think you've done that really well leading your team, um, at least for Wix. Uh, tell us a little bit how you're working it out with like the Disney end and the ESPN side. And what would you, how does that translate to all the people who are listening with their own work that they're doing? How are you leading the teams that way? Yeah, so I feel like, um, again, I'm going to try to be glass half full here. What's really fun is that half of my team, my boss is in Bristol, Connecticut, where ESPN is. So my, that's where my boss is. And my, um, we have a, I run brand marketing for uh, Disney and ESPN Media Networks, but we have an East Coast, West Coast brand team, right? So I run West Coast. My counterpart is also in Bristol. And she's on the East Coast. So there's a lot of times where we don't see each other. We'll be on calls. What's been really fun about this is that, and I hope this doesn't go away, is it's so nice to see my boss and not just be on the phone or my counterpart or my other team members. Um, it's, that's been lovely. And I, I hope that doesn't go away when we go back. Um, but, you know, I feel like I've always been a proponent of the people having their own work time space if you're doing your job it shouldn't matter where you are you know you could be in the middle of nowhere colorado or you could be in los angeles um, as long as you get your job done and you're communicative um, i think you should just be able to do that and i think that that's a really good thing that's come out of that it's just we now have to find that balance so those of us that are not used to this this is all new we just have to really again figure out that balance of um when we shut it off and when we spend family time, because I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm a people person. I love being around people. I love being around my family. And without, without that, it's, that's definitely been, um, um, I guess emotionally draining. Cause I, I get that energy from being around my friends. And, um, so again, I just have to find the time to shut it off from a work perspective. I also find we've lost a lot of, um, at least in, in my world, we've lost some creativity by not being able, we've got to be creative in some ways, technology, working with each other, but on personal level, I feel I've lost a little bit of my creativity, and in that way, I have to, hopefully through something like with wisdom, inspire people, like how can we get our own mojo kind of going back, so I, I but I like the glass half full thing, and working that, I mean, that's the only way to see things right now especially one of the things we're seeing now you work at Disney who is a big big advocate for change to the times you know uh, right now we're dealing with a lot of 
change happening, what is something that you are happy to see happening in, in regards to socially, like, you know, we have the Black Lives Matter movement, people are really advocating for LGBTQ, and Disney's heading a lot of this stuff. Um, so what, what are you happy to see changing? What do you still want to see happen? Um, and what do you want to say to people who are in realms who want to be part of the change as well? That's a, that's a really big question. I feel like we could spend a half hour on all of that. Um, so I'll take that from the Disney perspective and then I'll talk about my personal experience and, and, and heading up WICT this year. Um, from a Disney experience, I mean, look, I have been beyond impressed at the leadership and the transparency um, with Black Lives Matter and the social, um, just all the social issues coming up. Disney, I don't know what it is about Disney it, it, as a company that it attracts people that are just generally um, very um, socially aware, right? That's, I feel like that's just part of the culture and th those are the people that are attracted to working at Disney. So that- It's happiness. It is and it's-, and, it's aware. and representation matters. And um, so my, uh, the head of distribution for, um, for the Walt Disney Company, Justin Conley, um, who ultimately I report up to, he is actually on the national board of WICT. Um, he's been a big champion of women, but he's also been just a big champion. We just had a, a meeting yesterday and his, um, the diversity and inclusion that he is committed to is so impressive. And we heard from Jimmy Pitaro, who is the head of ESPN yesterday on the same same matter. And we've had Bob Iger and Bob Chapek who run Disney. They have made this a priority. I mean, we're having conversations almost daily and they listen and they've been listening to their employees. I mean, you can be a coordinator and email Bob Iger or Bob Chapek right now and they'll respond. I mean, they have, I've never seen a company more committed to listening um, and just making sure that they are there and um, making change and that the commitment that they're, they're making. So, so that, you know, I think from a personal level, um, if you know me at all and people listening probably don't. So I will just say <laughs> this is, um, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've always been a champion of women. That's why one of the reasons that we're here at WICT, right, is to champion women um, in this industry. Um, and so, but I recognized and realized a long time ago the term intersectionality, which is not all women's experience is the same. Um, and at the LEA Awards last year, it, when, you know, Karen Williams and I were planning the LEAs last year, it was really important to us that there's a lot of kick-ass women, like, let's just be real. <laughs> um, but we wanted to go look for the women that were not only amazing in their jobs, but also represented different paths of women, right? So Tina Perry from the Oprah Winfrey Network, um, you know, and, you know, Kathy Mandata, who is the head of HR for Warner Media, and she has always been a champion of um, diversity, and her role as, in HR has been there. Um, you know, Angela from YouTube, just the, the amount of um, champion uh, as, as, a, as a lesbian, um, gay and lesbian champion in, in the 
world and just everything she's brought to YouTube. Um, and just, and Rita Farrell, who um, heads up ad sales at Disney, you know, as a Latino woman, she's consistently um, in there as just championing um, Latino women and girls in the organization. And so it was important to, for me to make sure that these women all had their stories told because they haven't had the same path um, just because they're women. And so I, that is something that I've been passionate about. Um, and so when I see social justice and all the things that are coming up right now, this is all stuff that we've been talking about. And I'm just really happy to, to just see that um, people have come out and just demanded change. And and it's not like it hasn't happened before, you know, there's always the civil rights movement, but what, what I've been so encouraged by is how many people are out there when, um, and, and just talking about it and just saying this is wrong and, you know, we have to be better. That, to me, just personally, for me, for WICT, um, and from our company, all of those things are just unbelievably important and so amazing to see. And it's actually just mentally made me so happy. You know, we're all here. And you know what? Again, I'm going to say glass half full. If it weren't for this pandemic, I don't know that we would be listening and paying attention. It's almost like the world gave us this pandemic to say, you need to calm down. You need to listen. You need to see what's going on. And you can't do that when you're so busy. So again, I'm, boy, I'm going to be just glass half full this whole <laughs> You know what? I think I, I think that is a great way to look at things because otherwise we can look at everything doom and gloom, and I don't think that serves anybody. You right. you want to move forward, you want to move up, you want to get better. You you know. So I think that is I think that's a really smart way of looking at things. And, um, and not to diminish and and just quickly, I'm sorry, but not to diminish the mental health. Like, just because I'm glass half full doesn't mean it hasn't taken me a long time to be that person, right? right? And that's, I have not always been that person. Mm. Um, you can train yourself, but mental health is really important. I don't want to diminish that there are some people who aren't looking at this in a positive light. Like, this has been really hard for people. So I'm not trying to diminish oh, that. No, but it's like you said, it's experiences. I, I trust my experience through the pandemic. I, I struggled really hard in the beginning going through things and not the social, I, you know, losing my social aspect of, of life. Um, I believe, you know, there's people who've lost jobs. I'm sure people listening have. And we hope that, you know, we can help them get on the right track to get where they need to get back going. And hopefully a, another perspective of looking at this because not everybody, you know, some people, they went home and they got like a paid leave. Some people went home because they lost a job. Some people went home and, and worked from home. Right? So, so even though we're all in like the same storm we could be in a different boat it's kind of like i've seen that meme going around so it, i i i encourage everybody to, to try their best to do like you said look at it half half full you named a lot of women from the leahs last year i agree they were all amazing women that was such an amazing event who um not necessarily out of them but who would you consider to have been one of your mentors um that's an interesting question because um I am older. <laughs> I'm not gonna say how old I am, but um, I, you know what? I, I really didn't have any mentors in this um, in industry 
when I started. And I, this is, um, and I know WICT was, was there, right? But I wasn't really aware of it. And it, you know, I think um, there, there just weren't a lot of women in this industry. I'm sorry, there just weren't. It was very male dominated when I started in this industry. And, um, you know, I, I, it's very, for me, watching the Me Too movement and watching um, how women have, how far they, you know, women in this industry have come in such a short period of time is so warms my heart. It, I could just talk about this forever, but um, I didn't have any. And if you had a woman, I did have a woman boss. Um, and, and if you did have a woman boss, it, it was very difficult. They were not they were not in a mentoring mood. It was very difficult. If you got that job, you held on um, and you uh, you felt threatened or you had to play by the man's rules to be there. And it was just, um, it was hard. It was very hard. I had to, you know, sort of pave my own way. Not that people didn't help along the way, but nobody really truly took me on as a mentor. And there were no formal mentoring programs. And I will say this much. This is my second time back at Disney. Um, and so I'm so proud of how much has changed since the first time I worked there and the second. Um, there were no formal mentoring programs. You didn't have people who, even men who would take on uh, a woman to, to mentor. There were none of these formal organizations. Um, so it just didn't exist. And so that's why I'm, I'm so passionate myself about being that person to someone else. Um, I will say as I've gotten older, um, friendship has, and, and has made a lot of difference to me. So not traditional mentoring. Um, I don't think you have to be older to mentor someone young. You could be the same age and mentor, or I could be mentored by somebody younger. I, I will say Karen Williams, um, who I just mentioned, I worked on Leah's with. She has actually been, to me, even though we're the same age, she has been one of the biggest mentors I've had in my career. And uh, we've only known each other for, you know, two years now. And she's you know, so I think it's not too late to find a mentor or find somebody who's going to be your champion and give you the straight talk. Um, I, I love that. I love that you're just never too old to have that mentorship. But, um, but yeah, coming up, that was not exact. I just didn't have that. I, I actually, I find that quite interesting. And I think women relationships is always something that's evolving and I think it's just as we grow more as working women, you know, because women didn't always work. And I think as we gradually work and grow and learn how to balance a life and a family that, you know, we can work out these relationships where we can continue to support each other in, in, in many variety of ways, just, you know, in family life, in work, you know, through things like WIC and just, I mean, one of the things I love right now is the abundance that technology is providing is there are so many different groups and connections you can make now and find where you feel you can learn and grow at. So I think that's, um, I think that is really important, which kind of leads me into your next question. My next question for you is, what is one of your biggest fears work-wise? You know, so you didn't have a mentor, so how did you, if, I don't know if you had any fears then when you were coming up in the industry. I know you had worked with several different places. You had places in between Disney. Um, I would love to hear your experience about that and what, how you may have gotten through a, a fear. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's not an unusual fear as a woman um, to have sort of imposter syndrome, right? And um, 
I've tried really hard to get over some of that because um, not having a mentor, not having somebody supportive, you're always questioning in your head if you're making the right choices. And I will say um, when you get some kind of success or you, you do well, it's, um, it's, it's hard when you don't have a champion there to say, yes, you did, you know, you know, cheering you on and saying, yes, you did it. And so I think that um, that does what leads to imposter syndrome when you don't have a cheerleader. And um, I do think that if that, if you want to call that a fear, like the fear of they're going to figure me out, <laughs> they're going to come in and fire me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we, we do. I think that women have a, a couple things they struggle with. I think that's one of them that we don't feel we belong, you know, especially if there's a boardroom and there's only one woman. You, it's going to be like, oh, do I belong here? Why are we questioning that? I don't know. But I think that we do question ourselves a lot of times. And I hope that younger generations are coming up and seeing more women and having more mentors and having more friendships in, in their workplace that hopefully those, a fear like that you know, slowly goes. I don't think it's only your fear, though. I, I think we have fears like that every day, where I'm, I'm getting new projects, and I'm like, I, I have to perfect this project, or it's, it's going to go to somebody else. And, you know, I don't know why we women, I think we're just still growing in the workplace. So I think that's a, a very validated fear. Yeah, and you know what's, uh, on top of that, you know, statistically, that is proven out right we're not just you and i aren't just having this conversation like this is just us statistically right. women don't apply for jobs if they don't fit a hundred percent of what's on that men don't ever think that way right it's anything it, they okay. you know it, um it's yeah. really fascinating um i i can't remember when this was and so i may be stating it wrong um willow bay who's married to to bob Iger, um, who again, I worked for when I first started this company and who I admire so much. Um, his wife, so Willow, who is just, I mean, on her own, an amazing woman and success of her own. And she was talking, um, and this was years ago, she was saying how she constantly has that fear of, I'm, and I'm, which is weird because you look at her and she's beautiful and she's amazing. She's talented and smart. And she says, you know, I have this fear. She goes, but I look at Bob and he's never done something before, but he's like, okay, cool. I'll just go do it. I mean, it's, I think that just epitomizes exactly what we're saying. Like it just mm -hmm. so weird. I, I, I feel as women, that's one of the biggest things I hope women stop fearing. So you brought up the word fear. I hope women stop fearing this idea of I can do it. I, and not to be afraid of it. I love that, and I, I completely, I, I completely on the same page with you on that. Just want to do a couple little fun questions. Okay, so, fun questions. Jen, uh, what is your favorite TV character? My favorite TV show now, or like of all time? Uh, your choice. I, you know, I don't know. How about just your favorite character in the last ten years, maybe? Oh, I thought you said uh, or show. TV show character. I'm sorry. Show or character. Give me either. Oh, um, okay, so I'm just going to say my favorite TV show, my favorite character. I'm going to do both. Um, my favorite TV show um, right now is a show called Afterlife. Uh, Ricky Gervais, it's on Netflix. I have watched this Love show. This There's two seasons. I've watched both seasons three times now. <laughs> and 
Um, and it's, and it's not an uplifting show. Let me just tell you it's, um, but I've watched it with different people, which is why I watched it three times. I didn't okay. do it just on my own. Um, I made somebody sit down and watch it with me. Um, I think I've never seen a show deal with grief in a way that is just so funny, but so sad and beautiful. So I encourage everybody to go watch Afterlife. Um, my favorite well, okay, show how about, of all time. So how about your favorite? So if you gave your favorite show, a character okay. that is like you or that you Oh, okay. Yeah. Character that's like me. Okay. I, I, I don't know how people will take this. Um, is, <laughs> um, so Claire Dumpy from Modern Family is, um, she, I swear to God. So I kept hearing, um, love from that. people. I love that show by the way, but I kept hearing people go, Oh God, you're so Claire. And, um, I was like, that's not me. I swear to God, that's, that's not. And so, you know, I'll sit and watch it and I'll start going, oh my God, I've said that. I've said that. I've said that. And then you just start going, oh God, I am. And then by the end of when I, you know, after I first started hearing it and I've watched enough Modern Family now, my daughter is obsessed. She's 15 and she's watched Modern Family throughout the entire, every season more than three or four times. And so it's always on in my house. And she's, you know, constantly like mom said that <laughs> um, to the fact of if, if everybody's watched Modern Family, um, I, you know, she got pregnant with her daughter at a Duran Duran concert. Not that I got pregnant with yeah. a, my daughter at a Duran Duran concert, but that was my favorite band growing up. So um, <laughs> I was just like, I am Claire. But, you know, I, I think some people um, think that she's, you know, controlling or neurotic. I When I look at her character. I think, you know, I love her relationship with her husband. They, you know, they still have a connection. They fight like a normal couple, but they, they're committed to their kids. She, I love her struggle of learning to become a businesswoman on her own and she runs for office. I mean, I just, I love the evolution of her character. So now I, I embrace the fact that um, I am most like Claire Dumpy. And they made her a round female character. She wasn't yeah. just a business person. She wasn't just a mom. And her faults, if you want to call them that, are are humanistic. You know, we all have faults. So if somebody wants to look at her and think she's perfect, then I'm like, well, you just don't watch TV because you don't want to be perfect because nothing's perfect. Right. So I think that is, I, I, I adore her, I adore you. And, you know, <laughs> if you haven't met Jen or seen a picture of her, she kind of resembles her in the looks as well. You, you get the blonde hair. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll take that because I think she's, I, I like her. I think she's super pretty. So I will take that compliment. And she also has the, the bubbly personality as well. <laughs> So I, I think you you do actually. It's actually Julie Bowen, call me. We'll be sisters. <laughs> I know, right? And it's cute. Um, so let's just round it. I so appreciate your whole interview today. Um, Jen, what's one wisdom nugget of yours that you want to impart to people who are listening in any sort of wisdom that you want to leave? What, like what would maybe you leave to your younger self or but what do you want people to know? Oh my gosh. Okay. So there are two things. Um, one of them is something I have taken to heart. The other one I didn't. So the first thing I will say is do what you love and the money will follow. Right. And that was told to me when I was really young. Um, I, there's nobody in my family in my world growing up that worked in the entertainment industry. 
they're all financial advisors, accountants. Um, in fact, I think I, my grandparents, I think almost had a heart attack when I worked, when I said, I'm going to go work in TV, right? That's not a real job. Um, I didn't listen to any of that. I did what I wanted to do, what I was passionate about. And so I say that to my daughter. I say that to, to people. So that's, that's my one thing of wisdom. Do what you want. You're, you're in this business a long time. And, um, and if it's not what you want, change. Don't be afraid of that um, either. Um, I was in creative. I was a writer, producer, and I was in creative and decided that I really wanted to be on the business side. So I went back to school and got my MBA and um, moved to the business side because it wasn't what I wanted anymore. It was still in the business. But so I would just say, do what you love, follow it. Don't be afraid of those things. Um, because there are times in my career where I was afraid and it was a big mistake because I knew what the right thing to do was. And I, I didn't make that change and I stayed. So that's my second point. Um, don't stay when you're too comfortable. When you're too comfortable, you've, that you've lost it. You, you know, you just, and that's my mistake. I mean, I've stayed at companies way too long. Um, even if you are getting promoted, you, you know, pro get promoted into a different department or take a lateral and move to it. It doesn't mean you have to leave your company, um, but it does mean you need to challenge yourself to learn something new. And uh, if you don't do that, you're, you're not filling up what I call your toolbox, right? Those experiences, um, that, that make up who you are, that make you really smart in your decision making. So you, you just need to change. In, if you do get too comfortable, what happens is then you're stuck, right? And people at work will only see you as you're the person who does X, Y, Z. So the, I guess that's my, my wisdom. I'm sure that's stuff people say, but I've lived it, right? I've lived it um, in my career and I, you know, just follow it and, and, and don't get stuck. I think those are really great points though. And I don't think people can be told that enough anyway. So I, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us on WIC Wisdom today as presented by WIC Southern California. Um, Jen, if people want to reach out to you because you're amazing, you've got great information, where should they reach out to you at? So um, I think the best place um, to reach out to me is on probably LinkedIn. Um, I think, you know, I'm, uh, the Southern California chapter is on Facebook as well. So we, we've really, um, gone and done our social. So absolutely. If you want to email me, uh, Wicked SoCal is on, uh, Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, um, or just look up Jennifer Miles at Disney and ESPN Media Networks on LinkedIn. Drop me a line. I'm happy to, I'm happy to respond. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us. I hope everybody enjoyed listening, and I hope you will continue to uh, join us. We've got many more interviews coming up. And um, again, Wicked Wisdom with, uh, by Wicked Southern California. Thank you so much.